become death. The decider of whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 2, The Glass Ballerina. Emma, how's it going? It is going. Um, mm-hmm. As far as Sun and Jin episodes, this wasn't my favorite. No, I think this this episode, it's not like offensively bad. Um, like there's no, uh, there's nothing that's like really egregious about it. I, it's just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff with Sun and Jin and Saeed basically just amounts to they lose the boat um son's a liar yeah um the stuff with kate and sawyer is kind of interesting the stuff with jack is good but none of it feels really relevant to anything yeah. uh it does it just doesn't feel like the plot of this really goes anywhere i was gonna say this is kind of one of those episodes where like there's a little too much weaving together that doesn't all really fit correctly. Yeah. I, I, it feels, I think this episode would be a lot more forgivable if it was like episode six or seven. Yeah. But the fact that it's episode two, I mean, we still haven't seen what happened with the hatch or anybody at the beach. Um, and we're just kind of doing this... Uh, spinning our wheels here mm-hmm. um i don't know but all right well let's get into it this episode was written by jeff pinkner and drew goddard um these both are of whom new are, names right yeah they're new ones uh jeff pinkner is uh he's written uh so he's written on fringe is the big tv show that he oh, did nice. besides um which i think he helped He's not, like, a credited creator of the show, but I think he helped develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he wrote... He's written, like, um, like The Amazing Spider-Man 2, the Spider-Man movie that everyone kind of agrees is the worst one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote the <laughs> Jumanji movie um, and Venom. So he's written, like, a bunch of, like, big money-making movies. Um, and then Drew Goddard, who wrote the Cloverfield movie. Oh. Um... And he also wrote uh, The Martian. Uh, oh. So he has uh, won an Academy Award for that one. Um, I think it's technically an adaptation because I'm pretty sure The Martian was a book first. Did you see that movie? No. I I have not either. I've heard it's really good, but I'm, uh, uh, I, I have a hard time taking Matt Damon too seriously after he did all the crypto ads. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's 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 hard to revisit his filmography. I've just never really vibed with him. I'm more of an Affleck. Oh, okay, myself. interesting. Yeah. So you were you were not excited about any of the Born Identity movies until Jeremy Renner came on. Yeah. Yeah, you're a, 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 a redhead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. And it was directed by Paul Edwards, who is also a new name. Uh, he's directed a ton of TV. Uh, the biggest thing that he directed, or not the biggest thing, but the thing he's directed the most of was probably Sleepy Hollow. Uh, he directed a, a, like seven or eight episodes of that show. Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah, this episode aired on 
October 11th, 2006, and I believe it begins with a flashback. We start with a flashback. Um, mm-hmm. So, Sun is a little girl, and she is in her huge McMansion in Korea, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. drops and breaks a glass ballerina uh, and runs out of the room. And in the next scene, she's practicing the piano when her father walks in. He throws down a bag of glass with the ballerina in it and asks if she broke that ballerina. She lies and says that it wasn't her, but it was the maid. And then he says that he'll have to fire the maid if it was the maid that did it and asks her again. And son repeats that it was the maid. So really setting the stage here for how evil son is this episode. Yeah. Yeah, this is weird, too, where I, it, it seems like they want to give Sun a little bit more depth. Um, like, to give her... Because in... I would say in all of uh, the flashbacks so far, like, she's kind of just unequivocally been, like, the good party. Yeah. Uh, the whole time, just compared to Jin. I mean, she's trying to get away from him, but it's totally understandable with why. Uh, in the beginning ones. And then other than that, like... She really doesn't do anything, so it seems like they wanted to give her like a little bit of like a morally gray thing. Mm-hmm. I, I buy the affair. I think I don't know that I buy this like, son is a liar, thing. I, yeah, I, it doesn't quite track for me. Yeah. Um, although I don't know. I suppose there was the thing where she tried to poison Jin, in season one. Um. To get him to not go on the raft. So yeah, I don't know. But it, it something about it just doesn't quite... It feels a little too heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just how evil her dad is, but the focus isn't even really on that this episode. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No. Um, for me. Back on... In present day on the boat, uh, Sun is splashing some water on her face. Classic horror movie style. Uh, she has had some morning sickness, and, uh, Jin wants to go back since Jack and the others haven't arrived at the bonfire that they set. Um, Saeed theorizes that they're just on the other side of the mountain and wants to keep going further along the coast, but Jin says that they need to go back, um, and Sun, uh, decides to help Saeed instead, saying that Jin thinks he's the only one that can sail, but actually I can sail too. Uh, so she directly goes against what Jin wants here. Uh, back with the others, Juliet brings Jack some more food. Um, she brings him some soup, but he d- barely even looks at it. Uh, she goes back to Ben, and a new character, Colleen, comes down, um, who is played by Paula Malcolmson, uh, who is probably best known for playing, uh, Trixie on Deadwood. So we've got another, uh, Deadwood connection here. Um, she's unbelievable in that show she's so good on deadwood they don't really give her a whole lot to do here but she is interesting at least mm-hmm. um she tells ben about the uh the sailboat that the saeed and son and Jin have uh, ben tells her to put together a team because he wants the boat and she uh, goes off to do that uh meanwhile sawyer and kate are taken out of their cages uh, they give Sawyer a lunchbox, uh, telling him that he, it's for later, that he's going to need his strength. And they're uh, herded out somewhere. Uh, they pass Colleen, who uh, kisses Danny, so I guess they're 
romantically involved, but then when Danny notices them looking at them, he shoves Sawyer and they have to keep moving. On the boat again, Jin is upset with Sun uh, for disagreeing with him. Uh, he asks why she came along, and she says uh, because she didn't want to leave him. This, I don't know. This is weird, too. Uh, this whole... I It just feels like we've done this before already. Mm-hmm. With, like, Jin being mad that Sun is defying him, and then uh, Sun doing it anyways, or... I don't know. It just... It's just, I'm not really... I don't find myself super interested in this drama between them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there's so many other things that I would rather be watching on the show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, in our second flashback, we open up on Sun in bed with Jay. So, they did sleep together. It was, like, kind of nebulous or a gray area in season two, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, like, heavily implied, but not really any proof. And now we're we're getting that proof. So, um, yep. she is trying to leave uh, when he gives her a beautiful pearl necklace. Um, Sun tells him that she can't wear it around Jin. And he tells her that he doesn't want to share anymore. He wants them to run away to America together. Um, just as they lean in for a kiss, there's a knock on the door and Sun's dad barges in and he tells Sun to get dressed. I do like that they're so scared of his dad that, like, as soon as Jay sees him, even though he's, like, shirtless, he, like, bows to him. Mm -hmm. Like, um, uh, I, do you, so it seems like he is a lot more into Sun than she is into him, right? Yeah. Like, I never really get the sense that she, like, wants to go with him at all. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Sawyer and Kate are taken to a work site of some kind. Uh, they're told that they have to uh, chop rocks and haul them. Um, Sawyer is... I, I mean, Sawyer is pretty entertaining. It's kind of the same as last episode where he's a little bit more on just like the lighthearted side. Mm-hmm. And he's mostly pretty entertaining through this. Um, they... Uh, uh, Kate refuses to do any of the work until they see Jack, but Danny brings out the little uh, taser and shocks Sawyer again and says that uh, they just need to get to work. Oh, didn't we get that gross dress comment in there too? Oh, yeah, where she's like, oh, what do you want me to work in the dress? And then Danny says, "Uh, well, you can take it off if you want. And then Sawyer kind of gives her like, uh, like, hey, what do you, you know, like a, <laughs> like a thing where he's almost agreeing with him, and mm-hmm. then he realizes Kate's mad, and then acts outraged about it, which is funny. But I mean, you know, the dress still feels extremely uh, skeevy. Yeah, yep. This whole episode. Uh, the next flashback takes place in Sun's dad's office, which is massive. He has like four couches in his office um that's definitely bigger than my apartment yeah yes um he calls in Jin and passes along a folder to him and it's all pictures of jay and he says that jay has been stealing from him and he needs jen to jen to end it jen asks what he stole and son's dad tells him that it's not important so just obviously doesn't want to be the one uh sharing that son has been having an affair 
um, Jin wants to first send a message to him, but Sun's dad tells him that that's not good enough and he wants him dead. Um, Jin tells him that he can't do that. And this sets Sun's dad over the edge. Um, Jin tries to quit, but Sun's dad tells him that he can't. And he has been shamed by Jay and needs him gone. Um, he brings up Sun and says that makes Jin his son. And his shame is now Jin's shame. And he needs him to restore the family's honor. Yeah, this is another thing. Um, I think that there's always been like this kind of irony, like a tragic irony to Jin and Sun's flashbacks, right? Like there's the... The element of it's kind of like the uh, the you know I I sold my hair to buy this mm -hmm. uh, watch chain. Oh, I sold my watch to buy this comb type of thing. Uh, where Jin is only taking this job to be with Sun, but it's this job that's pushing him away from Sun. And mm -hmm. there's and it feels like they kind of want to echo that with this like Jin has to go and kill the guy who's dishonored him, but he doesn't actually know that that's the guy that dishonored him um and it, it just something about it just doesn't quite connect with this too i just don't um i don't know narratively it doesn't feel particularly satisfying yeah i agree i wish i mean there's so much that they could do with like son's dad is a big mafia like Tony yeah. Soprano type and i feel like they just don't really like they only use it to kind of move the story along a little bit but they could really draw a lot from that yeah. dynamic that i feel like they just don't tap into yeah or son as like the daughter of somebody like that that like that's interesting but she seems so disconnected from that world mm -hmm. yeah um I, that to me would be a lot more interesting than her just like randomly being some like spoiled little rich liar mm -hmm. right. uh that I don't know. Maybe that is what a mob boss daughter is like. Who knows? Um, uh, the uh, son, Jin, and Saeed find the dock from the season two finale. Um, Saeed wants to build the fire near it um, so that uh, uh, because Jack will definitely be able to see it, I guess, from wherever that is. Uh, Jin asks if it's safe, but Saeed kind of brushes him off and says, like, oh, yeah, no, it's safe. Back at the work site, uh, Sawyer checks out Kate's ass as uh, she works. Uh, this is really gratuitous. I don't know. We talked about how gross the dress is, but this they don't let up with it this episode. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, I'm sticking by my comment that it feels like uh, some writer's fetish. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, uh, I don't know. It's very... Like, there's a, there's a shot that's like just absolutely absurd <laughs> yeah. the take with the uh where you're just like come on guys i don't know um uh sawyer gets yelled at about it um and again i do like how sawyer is just <laughs> whenever he gets yelled at it's just kind of like yes boss sorry boss like that is like a fun little uh sawyer thing mm -hmm. um kate sees alex in the woods she like throws a pebble near her to get her attention um, Alex asks about Carl, about them staying in the cages, and then, uh, says that the dress is hers, but it looks better on Kate, and then leaves. Um, very weird, I, doesn't, it doesn't really, 
I guess all we know is that Alex and Carl are involved in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we don't really get anything out of this. They're just kind of, they've got some story that's kind of uh, going on in the background. Uh, Kate uh, tells uh, Sawyer to stop staring at her ass, and then they get yelled at again. Saeed is building an uh, enormous bonfire on the beach this time. Uh, Sun asks why he's lying, that uh, they don't need this big of a fire. Uh, Saeed thinks that the others were captured. Um, He plans to ambush uh, the others when they come to check out the bonfire and take two of them hostage. Uh, and he asked Sun to keep lying to Jin about it. This also just feels weird. Like, it's such a bad plan. Yeah. You know, like, from yeah. the get-go. And it's just kind of surprising that Jin wouldn't have confronted it earlier on. Yeah, it seems weird that Jin would have been like, okay, I'm going to bite my tongue and wait until this plan's already in motion and then reveal that I know that they're mm-hmm. lying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, Jin comes home to their apartment, uh, and is very distant. Sun has dinner waiting for him, and Jin tells her that he saw her father today and that he called him Sun for the very first time. And he mm-hmm. starts to share that he has a message to deliver, so he talks to her about his work enough that she understand yeah what's going on um son asks him not to do it and jin says that it's really not that simple uh son pleads and says that they could start a new life so jin wouldn't have to do this kind of work anymore um she's basically giving him the same speech that jay just gave to her (laughs) which is why it's like oh wow she really would rather just be with jin Mm -hmm. than with jay yeah Um, yeah. Um, Jin says that they can't run away because Sun's father would just find them. And he says that he does all of this because it's what her father expects and it's what it takes to be married to her. And she snaps and asks him, what does it take to be married to you? And this causes Jin to leave and he tells her that he's going to deliver the message. Now, I don't know. I mean, maybe we can talk about it. For in the last flashback, I can't really tell whether or not she knows that it's Jay that he's going to to deliver the message. I I mean, you have to assume, right? I think she probably puts it together at the funeral, right? That yeah, that's what happened. But I yeah. don't. But even that reveal, like they could have done so much more with that too. Yeah, so back on the beach, Jin calls Sun and Saeed out for lying. He asks for a gun, uh, and he tells Sun that he understands English better than she thinks he does. Um, Saeed gives him a gun, and they have uh, Sun remain on the boat. And then Saeed... This is also weird. Um, Saeed tells Sun that there's like a gun underneath uh, a, uh, a tarp, of course, on the boat. Um, and Sun says, well, if they get past you guys, it doesn't matter because, uh, uh, you know, Jin will already be dead. And, and Saeed says, yeah, well, that's what the gun's for. I guess implying that she should kill herself if they get onto the boat. Um, it, it, it just doesn't, I, it doesn't seem like this is a, 
if it feels like if this is their plan, they need to do a different plan. Yeah, <laughs> where, like, right. Where like, all right, we're gonna sit out here and fight, but if if the two of us just hiding in this tree together aren't able to take care of it, just kill yourself, son. Like, I I don't know. Um, it doesn't uh, doesn't ring great. I think for uh, Saeed. Mm-mm. Uh, Juliet uh, and Sawyer lock eyes, and she tosses him a canteen, trying to give him a gesture, but he pours it out because he's exactly as stubborn as Jack is. Um, he gets back to work and then suddenly stops and kisses Kate out of nowhere. Uh, he gets into a big fight with the others, and he's able to get his hands on a gun, uh, but Juliet holds a gun on Kate, um, and Kate, I guess, just stands there and watches this. Like, this is another thing where it's like, she absolutely would have been trying to get her hands on a gun, too. Yeah. I don't buy that she just sit, sat there and watched. <laughs> like, it feels like they have really set up this, like, I'm a damsel thing for Kate this season, which just sucks. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer gets shocked again, of course, by the taser. Um, Saeed and Jin are waiting on the beach, um, but uh, they're not seeing anybody come out of the trees. Uh, Sun is on the boat, and she hears people starting to to get on top of the boat. Um, in the next flashback, Jin is waiting outside the hotel for Jay when he sees him talking to a bellhop. He goes inside and follows Jay to his hotel room, smashes his head into the door, and starts like literally throwing him around mm-hmm. the hotel. That he is not being subtle about this. Um, no. He uh, puts a gun to his head but can't pull the trigger. And he tells him to leave the country, never come back, like he never existed. Um, there's kind of this back and forth. Like, I, I kind of like the suspense of the scene where it's like, oh my God, is he going to find out? Is, yeah. Is well, it going to slip? Also, Jay doesn't know that Jin doesn't know. Right. Like, right. he thinks that Jin is there because he found out. Mm-hmm. Um, as Jin is leaving, so he lets Jay off the hook. He doesn't want to kill him um, and tells him to leave. But as Jen is leaving, he gets into his car and Jay jumps out of the balcony and mm-hmm. lands right on Jin's car. Um, that me- I audibly gasped when that yeah. scene, I was not expecting that. Um, That's pretty good. I like that yeah. he lands on Jin's car, too. I wonder if he planned that. Like, if he was waiting <laughs> to see what car Jin got into, and then he, you know, he just aimed for it. Yeah. Well, probably. I mean, his dad owns the hotel. Like, he could pick sure. which balcony to go off of. Yeah, for um, sure. <laughs> but uh, Jay is holding Sun's pearl necklace in his hands when he when he fell. Um. So, so yeah, he was... He was uh, R.I.P. I he was kind of boring. I don't know, not much, uh, not super interesting. Mm-hmm. He just was like, he seemed like he should have been charming, but he never really was. Mm-hmm. He was nice. He was fine, but just not like yeah, not a ton of substance there. Yeah, I agree with Son. I don't think I would ever have run away to America with Jim, mm-hmm. frankly. Mm-hmm. On the boat, Colleen confronts Sun. Uh, she goes down below decks and sees Sun with the gun. Uh, she says, you know, you're not going to shoot me. And she goes into a speech about, like, I know you, Sun Hua Quan. 
you know, I know that you're the daughter. Like, she starts doing the thing that Juliet did to Jack, basically, last episode, where she talks about all the stuff that she knows about her. But instead, uh, Sun just shoots her, which I think is great. Uh, um, I, I, I do kind of like that, where it's like, oh, uh, Sun, that, based on all the information they had, they knew that, she knew that Sun wouldn't pull the trigger, because she was not aware of what Sun was capable of. Like, mm-hmm. that element, I don't hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wish they'd gotten more into that, frankly. Uh, Sun shoots her, the boat drives off, which, by the way, like, had we seen that it even had, like, a motor before? Yeah, I thought uh, it was a sailboat. Yeah, I did too, but I guess I guess it's uh, it's got a motor on it. Uh, they just drive off with it. Uh, Jin dives after it, and Sun is able to sneak out a window and jump a ship. Uh, and they find each other in uh, the water in the middle of the night. Um, that is uh, my... Uh, uh, that is like a nightmare for me. It's yeah. Just being trapped in the ocean <laughs> at nighttime. So. Same here. Um, in the final flashback, uh, Sun goes to Jay's funeral when her father appears and tells her that she shouldn't be there. Um, she asks him what he's doing there, and he says that, you know, he did business with his father. Um, he also tells them that he jumped from a balcony of the hotel because he felt great shame and that now she should go home to her husband. So just really uh, kind of rubbing salt in the wound for her. Um, yeah. And she, it's interesting to me that her next thought is she asks if he will ever tell Jin. And yeah. he says that it's not his place to tell him, but if that were me, I'd be like, oh my god, did you kill him? Like, I would yeah. be confronting <laughs> yeah. him. And, like, I would she... be less worried about my marriage and more about the guy that got killed. Yeah. Um, so yeah. she, like, really didn't, like you were saying, care uh, yeah, about as much about Jay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I felt like they could have done a lot more with this scene. Um, and... Yeah, just a little disappointed with the flashbacks. I know. They're, yeah, they're not, they kind of link up to, they link up to the least interesting stuff that's going on on the island, and not in a, not super well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, my biggest takeaway from uh, the, uh, uh, the, this final flashback is that Korean headstones look cooler than ours. Yeah. Um, they got, like, the weird, like, skinny ones. I think that's great. The stuff with her dad, yeah, that, I mean, this is really, I think, isn't this actually the first scene we've seen with her and her father? No, because she goes to his office in a previous one, huh? Yeah, and they have the yeah, matchmaking thing together yes. too well but that's with her mom right her dad wasn't there for that oh maybe you're right yeah, yeah you are right but yeah. either way it, it seems like we've seen son uh or son's father and Jin together a lot more than son and her father mm-hmm. which would be the more interesting relationship in my opinion um especially because uh Jin and her father it's based on like this very weird like 
I have to do this to be able to marry you type of thing mm-hmm. that doesn't feel super authentic or genuine. Yeah. And I think also having her be in the scene where she just shot somebody, like backed yeah. into a corner, just shot somebody where Jin couldn't do that. And he was kind of in that like position of, of power where it was a little unclear going into it if he was going to do it or not. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a really interesting kind of connection there between them two. Right. Sun she... is somebody who can pull the trigger and Jin isn't. Right. And I feel like they don't touch on that even a tiny bit. Like No. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely all more interesting than what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, our final thing from this is uh, Jin... Basically saying, son, don't worry, I love you, as they're shivering on the beach. And then Saeed saying, well, we gotta start heading back, it's a long walk. And that's kind of it, so, boat's gone, what else are we gonna do? We could have just sailed back and kept it, but... Mm -hmm. Sawyer and Kate are put back in their cages, and uh, Sawyer reveals that he kissed her in order to get an idea of how easy the others would be to fight... Um, he says, uh, that, you know, like, oh, I'm, two of them got some real fight, I'm not scared about the rest, but Juliet actually would have shot you, for real. Uh, Kate asks about why she called him James, um, and he says that that's because it's his name. They, uh, they talk about how, you know, how they're gonna escape or whatever, um, and we see that they're being filmed, there's, like, security cameras on them, and Ben is listening in on their entire conversation, so all this uh, secret stuff that they're planning right there is going to be known to Ben, I guess. Mm -hmm. There's also a comment that Sawyer makes about how when he kissed Kate, she tastes like strawberries, which uh, seems unlikely. How many days do you think it's been since Kate's brushed her teeth? Oh my god. Like, maybe she did it in the hatch. Yeah. So, like, best case is a week. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I'm going to say she doesn't taste like strawberries. She makes a crack about how he tastes like fish biscuits, which does seem correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben goes to talk to Jack in his cell. Uh, He remarks on how they've switched places. A week ago, Ben was the prisoner and Jack was coming in to talk with him. Uh, He introduces himself as Benjamin Linus, saying he's lived on the island his entire life. Um, This, I will say, Michael Emerson is a really fun villain. He's good. Uh, yeah, he's he's they're they're giving him so much more to do even here, and he got some pretty good stuff to do in the last season too. It's not like he was nothing, but this is uh, this is like the perfect use of him. They're using him extremely well here. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he has somebody wheel in like a classic uh, substitute teacher, Bill Nye, the science guy, AV TV. Um, the uh, uh, he tells Jack that if Jack cooperates, that they'll send him home. And Jack says, "Cooperates with what?" But Ben says, "Well, I don't want to tell you that yet." Um, and Jack says, "Well, if you could leave, you would have already. Who would want to stay on this island?" And and Ben says, "Yeah, why would we want to stay on this island?" Um, and he tells Jack about how George Bush got reelected, Christopher Reeve died, and the Red Sox won the World Series. Uh, we find out that. It's only supposed to have been 69 days since the crash on in the show, so 
we're already like two years out of that. They found a good amount of stuff that happened in that time, though, so good mm-hmm. for them. Um, Jack doesn't believe him because he says that the Red Sox won. Um, and uh, Ben said, sh- turns on the TV and there's the video of, of them winning. Um, uh, ben says that if he does what he wants, he will take Jack home. Um, and that's the end of the episode. Now, I will say, the stuff with Jack is good. I actually, I mean, the stuff at the beginning was whatever, but the, uh, uh, this scene, I do think this is a good scene. Um, and it's narratively satisfying, you know, the whole thing with the Red Sox. Obviously, they wrote all the Red Sox stuff after the Red Sox had already won, so it, it, it doesn't quite have, it would have been great if they had written it before and then the Red Sox won. Mm -hmm. Um, but... I will say uh, it didn't fit in this episode. It doesn't make sense. There should have been more about Sun and Jin and not this. There's, yeah. I, I would have preferred a better resolution to Sun and Jin stuff. But maybe not because all the Sun and Jin stuff was kind of the worst stuff of this episode. So maybe I'm glad that they got it. But either way, I think this was a good scene. It just didn't quite fit in with this episode. Yeah. And at this point, we've lost Javier... Rijo Mark Swatch, right? He's no longer yes, with he's the show. Off the, yeah, he's yeah. He, yes, and, and he's the one who was normally on uh, on all the Son of Jin epi- uh, episodes, I believe. Yeah, so we're we're feeling that pain here <laughs> without mm-hmm. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh, that's the episode. Uh, uh, it came in actually. Why don't let's uh. Let's see, Emma. Why don't you guess where it came in? It it's out of a hundred and eighteen total possible is uh, episodes here. Where do you think this one's ranking in? Like ninety. Oh no, a uh, hundred and twelve. Oh really? Okay. It's, it's really low. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would rank it. I mean, maybe I would rank it that low. I I didn't care for it. I will say that. I think it's. Um, but I think we've had worse episodes so far, Wouldn't which actually so. we, we, I believe Fire and Water was ranked at the very bottom. Yeah. So. Um, the audience next, score just does not give a lot of credence to Sun and Jin either. I feel like they got no. They they, get, they always get yeah. The There's pressure. been some really good Sun and Jin episodes which have been rated way too low. Mm-hmm. I thought. Was like um, an okay episode. Like I would give it six out of ten. I didn't think it was bad. Sure. I didn't think it was good though. Yeah, yeah. This was like I said. I, if this had been kind of like a this, it feels like a filler episode, which is not what you want for episode two yeah. of the new season. I think. Right. Uh, this would have been a lot more interesting if it had been later in the season. I think, mm-hmm. or not more interesting. It just would have been more tolerable. Um. Next week is, uh, the episode is Further Instructions, uh, which is a Locke episode. Um, so I guess we'll finally get to figure out what happened to Locke, or maybe we'll just get a bunch of flashbacks about him without finding out what happened on the island. Maybe we can still cut back to, uh, Sun, or uh, to, uh, Jack and Kate and Sawyer for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it for this week. You can... Email us, allthebestpods at gmail.com. You can tweet at us, at allthebestpods, um, or X, or whatever it is called now. Uh, 
you can go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a rating. Um, Emma, how many stars would you say that they should give us? I'd say five stars. Okay. Um, and so that's one star for each Sun and Jin scene from this episode that we have already gotten carbon copied from the past. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, until next week then, get, get lost. lost.